Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Need a sip of tea, and then I'm going first. We're having oh. scones and tea. Mm. Adidas. Mm. It's delightful. Margaret Fulton. Sorry. If ever you, Margaret Fulton. The recipe. Mm-hmm. I've got the original Margaret Fulton book, and if ever ever in doubt, because I've got a scone recipe that is. I need a scone recipe. Nico keeps telling me to make scones. Well, there's people that go, oh, I've got the secret scone recipe, and then they start talking about lemonade or something. Is that like um, a country women's association recipe? Well, there's several things you can do. There is a packet of scone mix that you can buy at the supermarket, and it is a country women's association scone mix. Really. Can't go wrong with that. At yeah, Coles or Woolies? Now that I'm saying you can get it at the supermarket, I'm not a, I might be lying. Googling it. I've seen it somewhere. It's in a box and I feel like they've already got the butter mixed into it. Oh. Or something. It's like super flour. So there's that. Or you can look up You're the... You're actually right. It's at Woolworths. Yeah. Woolies. That's really good. Girlfriend gave me that once and that's that does work. You can also Google lemonade scone recipe. Are you for the lemonade in them or not? I haven't used it myself, but people swear by it. And I think it makes a very light, fluffy scone, but it's not a scone that keeps. So that would only be if they're going to be eaten like in a whole bunch at once. Okay. And then I've got a recipe that has cream in them. So instead of, Mm. um, I'm going to maybe burp in a moment. Okay. Um, Just so you know. Thank you. It's sort of in there. There's like a bubble in my throat. Yes. Um, instead of having to knead, the, you know, like mix the butter in, mm. what's the word, you know, when you have to do it yes. your fingertips, which seriously, who has time for that? And it cramps your fingers and I don't want to have to do it. Um, it's only got flour, cream and icing sugar. And that's my secret one. That's mm. not secret because it's not mine. It's on the sure. internet somewhere. And they cook really light and fluffy, but again, they don't keep terribly well. Oh. Got it. Got it. Righto. Who's first? Me? You are first. Okay. November 2011 in Cairns, a woman by the name of Lee Ping Cow is reported missing by her friends. Lee Ping Cow. Lee Ping Cow. Lee Ping Cow. I didn't realise that. I promise you that is her name. I'm not... I just realised it when you said it. How can I do that without sounding like I'm making up a name? That's her name. Okay. Right. Um, My name's Chanel. It's weird. It's yeah. fine. No, but you don't. your name isn't Leaping Chanel. Oh, yes, it's not. Bouncing Chanel. Leaping Cow. She was 42 years old and she had been living in the suburb of Brinsmead with her husband, Klaus, who was quite a bit older than her. So she's 42 and he's 70. And his name's Klaus Cow. Klaus <laughs> no, that must have been her maiden okay, name. Okay, right. So um, he, Klaus Andres is his name. One of my doctors is called Dr. Cow. His name's Cow Fan. How's that spelled? Oh, C-A-U. Oh. And I think Australians think it's really funny to bring him cow things. And so his <laughs> office is full of <laughs> cow-related things. That's really good. Yeah. I don't know if he thinks it's funny, but he's obviously – he displays them, so he's obviously okay with the joke. 
Okay, I'm Continue. getting my bit of audio ready to play for you. Thank uh, you. Secretly, Kirsten. Thank have, you. Kirsten, do some editing on this, please. Please. I um, say thank you like that now because I'm watching The Crown and I'm really into The Queen, so thank you. That's nice. Mm. I like that. So um, while Lee was missing, her husband, Klaus, fronted the media and he told the media that she had left him after a heated argument. Mm. <laughs> mm, grunted the world-weary court reporter. Mm. <laughs> sure she did. And while um, he was speaking to them, he held up a photo of her and he described her rather unusually. And I'm going to Here actually go. play it for you so oh. you can hear what, what he does. All right. This, this is the photo of Li Ping. And, and how old is she? Is she 42? And Li Ping is a very, 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 very nice looking lady, as you can see. And I was glad to have, with my age, such a young, nice lady. She is 42 years of age, yes. She, was a, she is a very clean lady. Okay, so there's a little bit of strangeness there. Okay, hold on. There. So yes. one thing, he, he spoke about her in past tense, by the way. He said she was, is. Oh, did he? I didn't he pick said up she on was, that. is a very clean lady. Yeah. Well, look, just in case that was too difficult for you to understand. Yeah, she was a very, 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 four berries nice lady, as you can see. And I was glad to have, at my age, such a nice young lady. And well, he's yes. absolutely batting. <laughs> you I did. can tell you that much. Imagine yeah. like a beautiful doll. You'd obviously Google it. A beautiful doll faced. She's lovely. Beautiful Asian skin. Can I say that without yeah. being called racist? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful complexion. Lovely looking young lady, as he said. Yes. And he is old. Wrinkled up and yeah. strange looking. And you did hear right. Yes. Uh, he did describe her as a very clean lady. Clean. Good. So there's something very odd about that. Now, apart mm. from the way uh, he talks about her and he holds up the photo, you can see as he's doing that, and, and you can have another look at it later, mm. he has some obvious wounds on his hands. So he said that Li Ping had caused those uh, injuries to his hands before she fell and hit her head. So the police described the whole press conference as bizarre. They said that Klaus was arrogant, mm -hmm. he seemed happy, and he was even joking around with the cameras. You want to wear my best face? You're right. <laughs> yeah. Even during the, the press conference, he refers to her in the past tense regularly, which is obviously a major flag for investigators. He has a very eccentric temperament. He has uh, uh, a rebellious uh, uh, attitude. Um, okay, let's talk about that. Yes. What the hell? <laughs> He's yeah. loving it. Did He's you get loving. my best face? Oh, and yes, she's very <laughs> lovely and clean. You want me to smile? Weird. We can do okay. I think we just need to talk to the people for a we second. We can mock him. We can mock. I'm not mocking Germans. Shit people. Yeah. We're not I'm mocking, mocking him. Yeah. Mm. Accents are fine when we're mocking shit mm -hmm. people. That's our rules. Oh, I'm not yeah. gonna play by their rules. Get them to start their own podcasts if they want those rules. Okay, Correct. so the police noted, as you did too, Chanel, that during the press conference class referred to leaping in the past tense yeah, several see, times. Yeah, I was right yeah. on that. Yeah. So, I would have loved to ask him if I was at that press. I would have said, why do you keep referring to her in the past tense? Oh, what would he say? Oh, oh you are a beautiful girl. Oh, oh, are you I clean? He would have. Come yeah. with me. I would have said that to him, I reckon. If I was in that presser, I would have said, oh, I've just noticed that you keep referring to her in the past tense. Do you think she's dead? Yes. And the homicide detectives oh. would have gone, oh, 
Oh, I love it. Oh, my God, Chanel. But they would have gone, yes, we were dying to ask him that. And we just didn't have it in us. So it didn't take them long to question his story. So Leaping and Klaus had met online and he had been, oh, they had been married for seven years at the time that she disappeared. So they looked into the last purchases on Leaping's bank card. Whoops, sorry about that noise just then. And they found uh, CCTV footage of Klaus using Leaping's card at an ATM and at a Bunnings hardware store where he oh, bought... Okay. No, you tell me what he bought and then I want to talk about Bunnings. 40 litres of acid. Oh, for fuck's sake, honestly. (laughs) Uh, Seriously. So, ding, 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 swipe, touch and go. The amount of time, okay, two things that I just want to put out there. Go. It's my history as a crime reporter and a court reporter. If you are going to commit a crime... Fucking don't go to Bunnings and don't go to Chemist Warehouse. And don't hire a trailer. Do you remember there was that Matthew, oh, it was the, called the Society Murders. What was his name? Matthew Wales. Matthew yes. Wales King in Malvern. And he hired a trailer from the garage just up the road. And I think he delivered it back to them. and, and Probably like, covered in blood. <laughs> People always go, like, Bunnings has facial recognition software that is linked directly to VicPol. There you go. Stop it. Don't go there. Stop going there to get well, your no, murder don't tell shit, people not to, shop to get at your terrorist shit. I know I shouldn't be telling them how to do it, but like just. I don't reckon we give the crims any more intel. No, let's not. I think every, everyone knows this. We've played the vision on TV. All right. Fucking so when no. the cops saw that he bought this acid, they described it as a major concern. Yeah, it would have been. They then established that he not only bought acid on that day, but Rope, on a number tarps. of days. No. What else? Well, they added up that he'd bought a total of 60 litres of acid. Oh. Not the kind that you, you know, trippy, hippie, trippy acid. Mm. This is, yeah. Um, so at first they thought that he might have bought it to clean up a crime scene at the home, but the truth was a whole lot worse than that. Oh, he's melting body parts. There was a large stormwater. Stop wrecking my stormwater. Sorry. There was a big stormwater drain right out the front of his house, and in that drain the forensic officers discovered porcelain false teeth. So that convinced them that Klaus had killed and disposed of Leaping by dissolving her body in a bin over several days and then he had poured her remains down the drain. So why did he do it? They say that he had forged her signatures so that he could collect her Centrelink payments Mm. and there was some evidence that he had taken up with a new woman from Thailand and he was emailing her about a problem in in referring to Leaping. Yeah. Yeah. He had even emailed the other woman um, after Li Ping had died, claiming that he was happy that his wife had, quote, left the house. So police... Down the drain. Yeah. Described him as an evil, greedy, arrogant little man. He is little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whittly little. Little. Bony little button dick. Yeah. (laughs) Button dick. I don't know that for fact, but... (laughs) (laughs) Little chipolata. The old champignon <laughs> coming at you. Andres. Your little chipolata cock. <laughs> uh, Cass Andres was found guilty of killing Li Ping Cao mm-hmm. and was sentenced to life in prison oh. by a jury in Cairns in 2013. He appealed against the sentence mm. to the High Court of Australia in 2016. I reckon they approved. Denied. Oh, denied. Wow. High Serve Court are normally. Yeah, right. 
Um, that's Klaus Andres. What a horrid, horrid, pissy little pissand of a man. See, but how does he get life? And then in the last episode, I've got three people yeah. dead and 30 years. Is, were their lives not given as much value? I don't know. Was It's still... It, it, a death is a death. I mean, I, I think dissolving just... a body in acid... Yeah, but the old mate went and bought petrol. Do they it's judge still planned. it? On, do they do they take into account what sort of threat the person is? He to went to society? trial though. Your guy went to trial, yeah. so that goes against him. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't. My guy from last episode pleaded up, I think. So you get a discount for that. Yeah, but do they judge like he's this Klaus Andre sounds to me the kind of guy that would do it again. So whoever the new woman is that he was taking up with, was he going to do the same thing to her as well? Whereas your murder in the last episode where the guy set fire to the... Unlikely he, that to. That was a, like a one-person targeting one yeah, person who had done spontaneous. Kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe that's... I don't know. Maybe. I'm not a scientist. Class is a real vibe. <laughs> Sorry if this episode is a bit disjointed, but we're doing our little best to record. Whoops, I was right up on the mic. Kirsten was here. She'd be going, watch your levels, guys. Yeah, she would be. She's like cross with me about levels, but I try my best, Kirsten. Okay, you talk because we can do whatever you want. So we're going to Norfolk. Do you know what I noticed? What? Because I listened (laughs) back to to some episodes. I tell you all the time what to do. I'm do really reckon? sorry. I do. No, but Have I need that in my him? life sometimes. So my favourite thing to say to Nicholas, what did he say to me the other day? It was yesterday. He said to me, I don't know, he was saying something to me, trying to tell me what to do. Yeah. And then I said to him, oh, I actually don't know if I've told you this yet, but um, I actually do not care what you say to me because I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Oh, that's very empowered of you. Yeah, and he was like, oh, of course you are. Of course you are. Why don't I see that? I tell him all the time. All, all the time I go, uh, actually, you can't tell me what to do. Oh, can but you I, I never feel me? like you're telling me what to do. It's fine. I do. No, I hear it. I'm really conscious of it. I hear it. I, that's so funny because I don't think I don't feel that ever. It's, you know, it's in little subtle ways. It's like, and I'll go, you go now. Okay, keep going. You know, like I'll keep <laughs> as though I'm in charge of when you can talk. It's no, horrible. It's fine. I hear myself doing it and I, I don't get feel like I don't. Neck. Oh my God. I don't ever think, oh, fuck. And she's telling me what to do. I only ever hear Nicholas telling me what to do, and I fucking tell him right back that I'm not doing it. Do it. It's my favourite thing to yeah. say to him. And I that's or, good. Like I'm, I, I'm such a goody two shoes. I'm like not defiant enough. I love people who are like. Oh, and I I'm always make it sound to him like I'm about to tell him something he doesn't know. <laughs> so I always go, "Oh, actually, I forgot to tell you. Um, I actually don't care, and I'm just going to do what I want to do." <laughs> He's like, oh. "Oh, you've mistaken me for someone who gives a shit." Yeah, correct. Uh, he laughs at it now, though. <laughs> he laughs. He's learning. Um, he's going insane working at home, by the way. Is he? Yeah, I'm calling him my Greek housewife. Is that because of the dogs? Are they? He's very. Oh, we had an argument about the dogs. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because okay, I get home from work. Yep. And I I have a 30, 35 minute drive home mm-hmm. from work, and I pull into the garage. I put the garage door down, mm. and I sit in my car, and I reply back to any emails I need to reply back to. Right. Because you know how shit I am on text and email. Yes. And if I get out of the car and go into the house, I'm not replying to any of those emails or texts for two days. Gotcha. So I just take 10 minutes to do it there and then I feel like I don't have to bring my day into the house. Okay. I'm kind of done, right? Anyway, so 
I can't hear it when I'm in my car in the garage, but the dogs sit at the oh, door while because right. they've heard the car come in. Yeah, and they go. And they cry and they cry and they cry. And he's been home, obviously, working from home. Yeah. And he's he's had it with the dogs barking, right? <laughs> he's had it. And then he opened, he ripped open the garage door and he did like a, what are you doing, Faye? Like, it was like, what are you doing? Right? And I go, I'm just doing something on my phone. I held up my phone and pointed to it. And he like did this face like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, right? So then I stormed into the house and I was like, that is the first face I see you do when you get home. Ah! Just really had it out over the dogs. This is good rehearsal for you too because that's what having children is like, especially mm. when whichever of you chooses to be the one to stay home for most of the day. Yeah, I think Nicholas wants first. to, yep. Because the other one has come home from a long, hard day. Yes. And the first thing they get is someone going, you take care of this. Yeah. I'm done, done with this. I'm done. I'm over it. And, yep. like, you're tired. You've just come in from work. And yeah. then you're greeted You've got a that. new job. Yeah. So you, you find a new balance and you just have to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, this funny. is so much fun being yeah. parents. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I think you can manage it, though. But I understand. Um, yeah, Kieran comes home sometimes and is on the phone in his truck yeah. to people. But but I think he must be losing his hearing because he has <laughs> the speaker so, so loud. loud. You can I hear, can the hear conversation. it from like miles away. The whole yeah. neighbourhood can yeah. hear him talking yeah. to someone. Oh, Nicholas loves a loud conversation. And sometimes I say to him like, hey, shut up. You're yeah. talking really loud. Yeah. But I think it's... He, a European thing. There was an incident the other day just in the street up the road there. So I was on my morning walk and as um, I was coming towards this house, I thought, oh, there must be a car parked somewhere when with the doof, doof, doof music oh. going in it. Couldn't see, couldn't see anyone in any cars. Really quiet suburban street apart from the doof, yeah. doof music. And as so Bonnie was with me and as we got closer to it, um, we saw people sort of standing out on the street and a couple of them together talking yeah. and then an old man came out. Oh. And so what it was, there's a house... Um, and one of the older men, I said, oh, goodness me, what's going on there? So there was yeah. a house and he said the guy is a serial pest in the neighbourhood. He had put a huge speaker, like I'm talking like a four foot high speaker, in his window up on a second storey. What? Facing outwards with doof doof music blaring, like you couldn't have a conversation what? up the street from it because it was so loud. And the older gentleman, I said, have you called the police? He said... I have. He said it started at 3.30 in the morning. What? And he, this old guy, I love it, and this is what my husband does. He immediately fills in all the gaps of the story and makes it up. Yeah. He said, well, I reckon one of his mates has just got out of jail and they're having a party <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, great. Imagine having that or being opposite. It was almost as though he hated the people living opposite and wanted to, like, blare Blair music at them, them to get them. That's crazy. Know. It's really aggressive, isn't it? Yeah. There's another street, the next street over, where there's a guy, and I actually quite look forward to getting near to the house on my walk because the guy, sometimes he's out on the street. Haven't I told you about this? No, what is he I feel doing? like I did. Well, sometimes he's out there just like break dancing yep. on the road out the front. Okay. And there's always some kind of mad shit in the front of the house. There's, there'll be like a bread and butter knife or what? a shoe or something. Oh, well, actually, we've got one of those houses in our street. There's always wild shit out on the front. Something weird. Yeah. I don't know what goes on. And his, it must be, I don't know what room it is, but it's up on the balcony up above. Yeah. And even on freezing cold days, balcony door open. And sometimes if I'm walking in the early evening, he'll be in there dancing. So he's playing. on drugs. I think. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And well, actually, he was yelling out the window the other day when I walked past, and there was a lovely man walking on the other side of the street, and the guy was up on the balcony yelling down at the at the older man, saying, "You fucker!" I've Fucking hate you! I am going to get you in the I land. love how just wild like, neighbours are. Oh, this guy's. I actually look forward to it to see what he's up to. I, I told you that my neighbours in the first house I moved out into, I lived in Dandenong, mm-hmm. they were drug dealers. Whoa! Yeah, so wow. I lived in a townhouse, and then on the other side, it was a double story townhouse. Um, and on the other side, there were three units and the middle unit were drug dealers. I was cool with it because they never bothered me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but what about their customers? Well, sometimes they'd have arguments with their customers and Ooh. I'd hear it and I'd go, oh, fuck. I'd turn all the lights off in my house and I'd <laughs> crawl to the study, the upstairs study, and I'd just put my ear up to the window and slowly <laughs> unwind it and then just listen. I'd listen for ages. Go get snacks, come back, <laughs> listen to the arguments about you fucking didn't pay me from last time. Blah, blah. Wow. And sometimes I'd come home and like they'd be passed out in the driveway and I'd be like, oh. I'm yeah. glad you're not living there anymore. No, it was an experience though. It was fine. They never, mm. they never ever bothered me. So it was great. Okay. We're going to Norfolk Island. Should we send that as a separate little bit? How, how long was Eight it? minutes. How long do you reckon you are there? Fifteen. Oh, that'd be fine. fine. Keep going. Kirsten, cut that out. <laughs> How are we going? Are we going all right? I think well, we're going she's okay. She's probably not even listening. Nah. No. Okay. So for those who don't know where Norfolk Island is, it's a tiny island between... Can I my scone? Yeah, 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 yeah. New Zealand and New Caledonia. But it belongs to Australia, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's ours. Yep. So we're going to Easter Sunday 2002 um, and two New Zealand tourists are strolling around the island, which a lot of people like to do, and they come across the mutilated body of a young woman at Cockpit Reserve. Mm. Uh, She was partially wrapped in a sheet of black plastic and the female body had sustained over 60 separate injuries, some of them quite horrific. She'd been stabbed directly above the eye as well as in the chest. She'd also been repeatedly slashed with a knife or a similar instrument. Um, She had suffered so many different kinds of wounds, but some of them were very much defensive in nature. Um, She'd been struck a number of times with blunt objects. She had several broken ribs, a broken pelvis, and a dislocated ankle. It was clear from the post-mortem evidence that she had been brutally attacked and that she'd fought desperately for her life and to resist her attacker. Wow. It took them a long time to ID her body, but they finally worked out that it was the body of Janelle Patton. Now, because Norfolk Island is an island. Investigators knew the names of every single person who was on the island that day. There were 2,771 people in total, and that's across men, women, and children. Um, and they knew who those people were. They had names. And Permission had... to Google something. Please. How long does it take, unless you know it, how long does it take to get to Norfolk Island? I'm just trying to... Oh, I don't know. Like, are we going to shut the borders and investigate? I don't. Could someone have got away? I don't know. Okay, can you I do that? Of course. Okay, so the weather was an issue for the detectives because a rainstorm had hit the island shortly after three o'clock on Easter Sunday, um, and that was after Miss Patton's body was dumped 
in the reserve and that rainstorm had washed away what could have been vital evidence. Police did, however, manage to lift fingerprints from the black plastic that her body was wrapped in and a voluntary fingerprinting exercise of Norfolk Island residents was conducted in August 2002. So several members from the Australian, um, the AFP, um, which is our national police, travelled to the island to fingerprint more than 1,300 residents. Okay, it's about, that looks to be about 1,200 k's Mm. from Brisbane. Okay. It's sort of up above New Zealand. Yeah. So or not quite level with New Zealand. Got you. So that's got to be maybe an hour and a half's flight. Yeah. So it's not like someone could have just gone, I'm going to go yeah. back over onto mainland Australia. Okay. So they start this voluntary fingerprinting exercise. They um, fingerprint 1,300 residents and they get one positive match. That was the print of local carpenter Steve Cochrane, but he was later found to have no connection with the murder. So they've obviously found his fingerprint They've spoken to him, ruled him out. It became apparent during the investigation um, that Janelle had disappeared sometime after around 11.45. She was on her daily walk along Rooty Hill Road. She'd been seen before her disappearance by a number of different locals. However, she failed to meet her parents who were visiting from Sydney for lunch at 1pm. So they think it was during the 11.45 to 1 o'clock time frame that she was murdered. Night. Daytime. Morning. Yeah. Yeah. Local rumour, innuendo and misinformation hampered the investigation quite a lot um, with the investigators often receiving information that was later determined to be gossip. That was a real issue for them because obviously, like, it's an island. Everyone's chatting about this scandalous thing that's happened. Um, From memory, I don't remember the specifics Mm. of the vague recollection of this case, but... They have a very low crime rate yeah, on they Norfolk do. Island. They yeah, do. So it yep. would have been like a huge shock, big, huge talking big, point. Big, 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 big yeah. deal. So in the end, a coronial inquest was held and it came to an open finding, which basically meant they couldn't work out who had killed her, but they narrowed it down to 16 possible suspects. The list contained people she dated, come into contact with, but not one of them was more certain than the other. Mm. They could just, they could only get it down to these 16 people. Right. But four months after the inquest, in October 2004, one of the detectives received a call about a new lead. A set of prints found on the black plastic had come up with a positive match for a man called Glenn McNeil. He was a New Zealand national and had been on the island at the time of the murder, but six weeks after, he'd left and gone back to New Zealand. The original investigation team came back together to look into McNeil, and they worked out that during his time on the island, he was using a white Honda Civic to get around. Mm-hmm. So they went looking for the white Honda Civic because, again, it's an island, so it yeah. has to be there somewhere, mm. and they found it. Mm. It was dumped in the backyard of a residence on the same street where McNeil had lived with his wife. So mm. he's dumped it in a weird property on the same street he lives in. Um, he'd lived there with his wife while they were on the island. Uh, they also went and looked at McNeil's property, which was just a few doors down. And it had at one site been a work site, at one point been a work site, sorry, where Steve Cochran also worked. Oh. The original set of fingerprints they found. Yeah. So two forensic scientists had the car towed to a makeshift clean room is what they called it, which is basically like... 
a Dexter kill room. You know, like yeah. all it's super clean, and, nothing yeah. else in there. They bring in this one item. So anything that's found in that room is like evidence mm-hmm. and they can look through it. Two scientists worked in that makeshift clean room for 16 hours a day in heavy plastic suits in 26 degree Gosh, heat. that would be really grueling. Yeah. Hot and sweaty and going, claustrophobic. Yep. Going over every single millimetre, really, of that car. Janelle's DNA was found on the inside lid of the boot. They also found fragments of glass that were matched to fragments of glass found in Janelle's hair. Oh. After these crucial finds, police travelled to New Zealand and arrested McNeil at his home on the 1st of February 2006. When he was interviewed, he confessed to killing Janelle, but he said that while driving along Rooty Hill Road on the morning in question, he'd become momentarily distracted and that his vehicle had accidentally collided with Janelle. McNeil went on to say that at first he thought he'd hit a dog or a cow, don't know how you think you hit a cow. And anyway. Um, Even still, you stop. Well, he said after getting out of the car, he discovered her body tightly wedged underneath it. Okay, so call an ambulance. He panicked and thinking she was dead, he yanked her out and put her in the boot of his car. If you've done nothing wrong, if it's an accident, you call an ambulance, you call the police mm, say he, there's been an accident. He later heard her groan, mm. so he hacked at her three or four times while she was in the boot of his car. Is this all a lie? Can you skip to the end and tell me? At no stage, however, did he acknowledge that Janelle had put up a struggle, nor was he able to provide any sensible explanation for her numerous defensive wounds. He was charged with murder and went to trial. After 11 hours of jury deliberations, they returned a verdict of... Guilty. Yes, guilty, meaning that the jury had concluded the prosecution's versions of what happened to Janelle was true. Yeah. They say McNeil deliberately abducted Janelle from Rudy Hill Road while she was on her morning walk, that he somehow forced her into her car, possibly by intentionally driving at her and injuring her so that she could not resist. Are you going to answer that? Eventually. And that he carried out an extremely violent and sustained attack upon her. The prosecution further submitted that at some stage thereafter, he cut her clothing so as to expose her breast and genitals. Oh, you sick bugger. That's why, because he's sick. Oh. The judge said Janelle Patton suffered what must have been a most terrible death. Her many defensive wounds speak for themselves. Yours was a vicious and callous crime. It was committed in circumstances of unspeakable cruelty for your own gain. Your actions must be severely punished. He was jailed for 24 years. He can apply for parole in 18. Mm, Like even in war, even if it's someone who's technically your enemy... There's still rules about yes, there is killing and you're treating people with dignity and mm. oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Oh, what an indignity! So he her, drove at her. her, and oh, for no reason, just because he's a sick fuck. Yuck. Mm. And and here's another thing: how dumb to do it on an island when there's like a only X number right of possibilities. You stupid idiot. Yeah. I'm glad he's in jail. Same. Feedback? Feedback time. Let's do it. Okay. Who's first? Me. Okay. There, see? There's another example. Just, it's fine. I, see, I just went, okay. 
That's nice. I like it. Okay. Uh, this is from Janine. G'day, girls, and all the usual nice things. I, too, have strong memories of the Westgate Bridge collapsing. The... What? No, I burped. Oh. The father of a girl in my class died. Oh. And she never came back to school. Oh, goodness. I remember hearing that men died in the mud and the thought of that terrified me as a little kid. Mm. Yeah, they would have been they would have been like buried alive. Uh, the other case I remember was the disappearance of Eloise Wallage. Yes, that was another one when I was her age. Um, I was terrified that someone could just come through your window and kidnap you. Do you know that story, Eloise Wallage? She was a little girl kidnapped. I think I do know that story. Yeah. Janine uh, says, I always slept with the window closed from then on. Even now, I can picture Eloise and find it dreadfully sad that we don't know what happened to mm. her. Yeah, there was the one picture that was obviously shared with the media and yeah. it's, I don't think there ever was a, a different one. Um, that's it for now. Keep well, Janine. Thank you, Janine. Gosh. I've got one from Kath. She says, moles. Yes, that's us. Guess what? I have no real idea how Instagram works, but I found something. It's called Nameless Does. Oh, as yes. In nameless John. Uh, as in Nameless yes. John, Jane and Baby Does. Yes. Dead people. She writes dead people pictures. <laughs> Look at it. Love your guts. That's all she wrote. I oh, love how no. short and yeah. sweet this is. To the point. She says, and we've also got from Cass, from Kath, sorry, Kath. She says, putting this here for Chanel. And I think it's like a meme and it says the four, the first reporter that yells out, what the fuck are you talking about, should automatically receive <laughs> a multi-year prize. Yeah. P.S. You know it's going to be Chanel. Yeah. Sometimes I do want to yell that out. Yes. So many media conferences where they're talking about bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It's I just know. pouring out of their mouth. I know. Yeah, I, that's, I'm with her. You want a reporter to yell, what the fuck are what? you talking about, mate? <laughs> you are not making sense. Um Okay, so I remember when that message came in mm-hmm. and there's so I'm going to get – so it's an Instagram thing. Of dead people. Yes, and I haven't put it on our Facebook page because it's really full on. Is it? Re- Would you like to see it? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's So if you do want to look it up, I'm warning you. Nameless does. As nameless in the, does. Nameless and D-O-E-S. That's all it. All one word. On Instagram. I haven't seen it and I'm endorsing it, but I haven't seen right. it. How full on is it? Bonnie always tells me my screen Oh, my God. Is... Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So it's got 138,000 followers. Yes, it has. Is that what I saw? Yeah. yeah. And there's 5,811 sick fuckers following it. Probably an extra one. Oh. It's just faces of dead that bodies. baby's quite beautiful, though. But what, nameless. So these are all unidentified bodies. Oh. So in but the baby them, wouldn't be identif- unidentified. Well, I don't. Do we click on it and find out what the story is? Yeah, there's know. a lot of people chatting about it. What does it say? Oh, Palm no. Beach County, Florida. Unidentified. No. Date body found June the first, two thousand and eighteen. Race uncertain. Infant. Circumstances of discovery, female infant found floating in the Atlantic Ocean. Wow. So what? it's quite graphic. They're all, shall I scroll? Yeah, I'll tell you if it's too so much, scroll. It is a lot, yeah. but I can see why they're doing it because these are all bodies that, that have been are unidentified. found that are unidentified. Some of them get quite, they're not too, a lot of them look like they're just asleep, but then you Ooh. get icky Ooh. ones. 
And and then after a while, it's like, oh, I've seen too many dead bodies yeah, now. Yeah, good. Yeah, see, there's uh, even some yep. no. that have got that little, you've had enough? The little to, sensitive eye. I'm just going to do, yeah, the little. Yeah, like, oh, it's look. quite full on. It is. And but I'm, if you want to have a little, like if you're feeling a bit creepy, have a look at mouse. it. Maybe not before bed. Don't look at it before bed. Um, oh, then you have to watch something happy before you go to bed. Yeah, I'm here for a, a dead body stuff. But I've realised I've got my limits. It's like I said to you with the story oh, I was going yes. to do on Sylvia Likens, that was her name, Yes. Um, where this girl just suffered abuse, 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 and eventually oh, was killed. You totally get to a point. Couldn't. Even I get to a point. Yep. So I am warning you with all my heart, if you are going to look up that Instagram page, it's really... Kath, your mole. It's full on. It's full on, Kath, your mole. <laughs> <laughs> but keep it coming. Yeah, that was actually it's quite good. It's look the our the name of our podcast is Dead Bodies. That's right, and there they are. But I want to pretend that They're that's not, not what we do. Okay, because <laughs> it's different. Here's how you can send us your dead body stories. Come on, Tony. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vella and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.